back to Recharge Radio, your one-stop spot to get spiritually recharged for your day. We want to get you thinking of your worship to God as a Christian. My name is Tim, and thanks for tuning in. And we are back here again starting the month of August. Wow, what an exciting study last month on the topic of soteriology, the study of salvation. For us here at Recharge Radio, we pray that you have been greatly encouraged by the depth of salvation and what it entails for everyone's life. And even if you have been a believer for quite some time, a reminder on salvation is for sure to get you excited to serve the Lord even more. And so as we move forward this month, we can now shift our attention to another significant topic, ecclesiology, or the study of the church. I hope you are excited as we go through our study and gain a better understanding as to what scripture says about the structure of the church, what it should mean to the believer, and what we can do to further God's kingdom through the church. First, we need to understand what exactly the church is and the implications it has for the believer. Who is the leader of the church? Who has the ultimate authority over the church? Is it my small group leader or the deacon or the elders? Is it my pastor? Well, yes, in one sense, but there is one who is considered to be the head of the church, and that is Jesus. Let's start from the beginning. What does the head of the church even mean? And why is the head Jesus? Paul, in the letter to the Colossians, makes reference to this phrase, but puts it in a very interesting way. In the first chapter of Colossians, Paul talks about Christ and his preeminence, which means how Christ was not created, but has always existed, even in the very beginning. And not only is Christ the first, but he is the first in all things, in power, holiness, authority, and exaltation. As Paul declares these things to the Colossian church, he writes in verse 18 that he is also the head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. Scripture makes it clear what Jesus' position is to the church, having absolute authority. That is what being the head of the church means. Sure, one may think about their pastor being very high in authority since he does the preaching. One may even think of the elders and deacons because they have official offices. Why aren't they considered the head of the church? And while God has given those people authority, overall every believer is still in absolute submission to Christ, who is the head. And this is also emphasized in Ephesians 5, 22-24, where Paul states, Wives, be subject to your own husband as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body, but as the church is subject to Christ, so also the wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. While Paul is talking about marriage and the relationship spouses have with one another, the same idea of authority applies. The church and all its people are subject to Christ no matter the title or position one might have. This is super cool to think and really ponder about when it comes to having a clear understanding of the church, and ultimately, who we are subject to. The church is Christ's, and as his body, we must follow what he deems suitable. We can see again in Ephesians 5.23 that not only is he the head, but it tells us he himself being the savior of the body. Christ is the head, because of his position as Savior. 
How comforting to know that the church is led and directed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And how frightening would it be if the church were solely led by sinful men and not directed by God. And so not only is Christ the head of the body, but we can also understand that Christ cares for his body as well. As we read further into Ephesians 5, 29-30, Paul talks about the love a husband should have for his wife. And it reads, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. This comparison shows Christ's absolute love for us as believers, that he will cherish and nourish the church, and he does. And if we are confident in that love he has for the church, we can be confident to serve and participate in the body that Christ is head over. So what does this mean for us as believers? It means that we are subject to Christ. And what that means is that as his servants and as members of the church, we must be submissive to him and his ultimate authority. When Christ says and commands to do something, we must do it. As we can see, Scripture has many commands that are given to us, and we are to do what we are told because Christ is head over the body. And we have to keep in mind that Christ has great intentions for us, and the things that he has commanded for us to do is out of his undeniable love for us. And so because we love Christ, we do as he commands. So today, consider the church and the headship of Christ over the church. As Christ is the head of the church and spilt his blood for the church, how precious is the church in his eyes? And as the church is precious to Christ, should not the church be precious to us as well? And so consider, how are you participating in the church body? How are you building it up? Or do you only attend on Sundays and forget about the church and the local body throughout the week? I urge you today, Christian, to think of the church and consider it as precious just as Christ does. This is a great opportunity to demonstrate our understanding of Christ as head over the church. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode on The Head. I pray that as you think about the headship of Christ, you consider the preciousness of the church in your life. If Recharge Radio has been of benefit to you, we would love to hear about it. So send us a message at rechargeradio at rgcsd.com. This is Tim, once again signing off until next time.